Welcome everybody to another episode of Gorilla Gospel. We're going to get into a, you know, a, a deal about, you know, you know, come correct. I don't come at all. You know what I'm saying? And this is where we want to discourage each other when we are doing the work of God. Because after all is said and done, you know a man by his fruit. And <clears throat> the fruit that Jesus bear, you know what I'm saying, is the same fruit that God bear. And I mean, if you look at the fruit of the world, you will know what type of God we have. Out of all the creatures and and, and, and things in the world, you know what I'm saying, trees and everything else, when was it that the curse that hit the earth, when God said, it would now be thorns and thistles and all this other stuff, right, to where, hey, you know, in life, you're going to get scarred now, and you dig, it's not as... It's not as easy, you know, as you had it at one point. <clears throat> and I mean, you know, just to be, just to come correct, you know, when it comes to life, to know this, you know what I'm saying, is where you will always stay uh, in a, on a, you know, on solid ground, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? To to always know that, hey, this world is full of full full of thorns and this you you're not gonna go through this life without getting scarred. That's the bottom line. And I mean. No matter how pretty that rose is, you're going to have to go and give some blood probably to, to pick one of them. You may think you could duck and dodge the, the thorns, but one way or another, you're going to get, you know, poked by it. Some way, somehow. You can wear gloves if you want it or go through that. You have your little snippers and all that stuff too. One way or another, you're gonna get poked. It may not be at the time you're picking that flower, but it will be at a time when you'll pick another one. And that's just life. Sometimes you'll you'll run across an opportunity or a friend and or something, or a spouse or something. You'll you some things you'll go through life without getting poked, but there's not nothing in life that you can get without having some kind of, you know what I'm saying, something uh, hurtful attached to it. You get hired, you get fired, you get married, you get divorced, you have children, they uh, sometimes, you know, don't listen, don't obey. You know, you have responsibility, you neglect them. You know? You have God, you don't believe in him. 
Jesus saves, you don't want it. There's always something beautiful about life, but yet there's always that curse about life. That man puts upon, upon himself. You know? And we does this. And this this is where, you know, there's a <clears throat> there's a situation we dealing with where I was, you know, a kid. I was a kid at this point, staying over there on Civil Lily over there. And on Civil Lily, you did they had a dog who was in the yard. And everybody had passed by teasing that dog because they knew that dog was on the chain. They knew that dog couldn't get off that chain. And everybody would walk by and they'd just start teasing it. You know, the dog doing his job and bark when the, whenever somebody passed because most likely that's what everybody get a dog for. But nobody was ever friendly to this dog. You know what I'm saying? To where, you know, he knows who to, who to be mean to when it comes to it, but if you're not looking to do any harm to this person's yard or house or dog den or whatever, why would it, you know, why would you want to be the enemy to their dog also, right? And so instead of saying, you know, hey boy, hi boy, I throw a bone to him every now and again, they go by, they tease him, make faces, stomp at him, yell at him, if at him, you know, like he gonna hit him and stuff and he tormenting the dog to the point that this dog can't trust nothing that passed by. And it's been it's been for years that this has gone by, year in, year out. This dog was never let off this chain. I mean, it's a very small yard. He only had a little square patch of grass about what? I don't know. You could say about a six by seven patch of grass right in the front yard. And, you know, I mean... It happened for years that no one would actually say hi to the dog. They'll just say mean things. And, you know, uh, as a kid, I'll pass there, and, I, and he'll bark at me, and I'll let him. Because I already know, from, from a kid, I already knew his frustration. Because I, I kind of, you know, seen that. He had he better have nobody to play with any of that, and I was always that person with no friends for some reason. Even though I would I would be amongst a lot of people, but when it's time to go, they separate in separate ways. I'm left standing alone. Like we'll shoot marbles or we'll spin tops. You know what I'm saying? And I'll have my marbles and I'll go and I'll shoot with people. You know what I'm saying? And you did. When it's all said and done, you know, the, you know, it's the time for everything, I guess, you know, everybody gone, you know. Uh, I have brothers and all that type of stuff, but, hey, they, you know, how it is, you know. They don't want your little brother hanging around and all that type of stuff. So I'm just roaming through the hood all by myself in a lot of ways. You wouldn't believe it. You know, and so I mean, you know, that's years of my life. But the dog, he spends all of his life on a chain. 
not even having not one dog that can come and actually just spend time with him or nothing like that. And so, I mean, uh, the frustration of it all just made him so bitter about people. And and this dog, this dog, uh, I don't know, he jumped the fence. And when he jumped the fence, you know what I'm saying, the collar got clamped on the fence, choking him. And from what I was told was that, you know, one of the one of the boys in the community, in the neighborhood, who always teased him and everything, went to go and rescue the dog. And said that he went to go and reach his hand into the to the collar and yank him up off the collar from the other side of the fence, which was inside of the yard, because he knew the dog would eat him up. And the dog just kept, you know, turning his head, trying to nudge at his hand, reaching to try to save him. And you dig, the dog is mentally messed up at this point because all he can remember is that this kid always teased him, always tried to hit him with things. And so this dog is fighting with the person that's trying to save him. And, 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 and you know, release him off the, the, the fence. And when it was all said and done, said that the kid couldn't do nothing but stand there and watch him choke the death. Cause he, he he was just he was just that terrified or that angry or you know what I'm saying to where hey he doesn't even know he's dying he doesn't even care but I mean you know is it that dog's fault because I mean he's just an animal right I mean he doesn't have feelings he doesn't have a memory or anything like that or what people done him. But I mean, how can you how can you persuade something that you always teased for every time you passed him that you're here to help him? How can you expect for him to even trust him? So I'm like, when I found out about it, I'm like, only if, you know, only if people would have been nicer to the dog. Somebody would have been able to go. He would have been able to trust someone to come and pull him off that fence instead of him choking it down. And that was the end of that neighborhood dog that, you know what I'm saying? I, I really felt bad for in a lot of ways. You know? So, uh... We coming out of the word and it says this. It says, let us hold fast, all right, the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Now, you dig, with that, you, you got to understand this, is that, you know, Jesus said, I will come for you afterwards. 
That's what he said. He not only was he was he here in the flesh for us to see him and everything. Not only was this man uh, raised from the dead and then showed up again to show that hey, I'm not dead. I'm still hanging around. I want y'all to know that. All right. These are all demonstrations. Don't think that I'm gone anywhere. I'm I'm still in y'all lives. The minute y'all say anything, the minute you ask me anything or all that, I will send the comforter. The comforter will be here for those who accept me to accept the comforter to be comforted when this world, you know, hangs you up by your collar. And see, through it all, it's just the fact that, you know, your mind is always fixed on, you know, is this real or not? Is this actually, you know, true? Well, I mean, you know, based upon what this world do, does to you, you know, you can't compare it with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit hasn't done you nothing. You're stuck in this six by seven patch of grass on a chain for years. No matter how much money you have or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And people still going to tease you. They're going to poke at you. They're going to threaten you. And all this other stuff. No matter how much money you have. You could be the richest, the poorest, the, the most smartest, the most prettiest, or whatever. It doesn't matter. This world is just what it is. It has, it has a rose with thorns on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this person rich and everything, but guess what? That thorn has it to where people hate that. And not only that, but some people are rich and they're beautiful and everything and have some of the ugliest attitudes. I mean, because I mean, you know, even though I'm rich and everything, I still want a private life. You just don't know the teasing and the poking of a people that, you know, they, they, they got a six by seven square foot this to walk to because everybody wants to hurt them. And that's the saying in the mar uh, in, in the uh cry now, the, the the smile now cry later. The smile now cry later is actually you dig, you know, there's it's deeper than what you think. You know, when you when, you know, you smile through the bad times. I mean, you dig? Because it can't get no worse than this. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with the fact that we are either poor, don't have no education, we're on this chain, we're constantly getting hurt and everything. It can't get no worse than this. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, there could be even worse situations. You could be on that chain and never eat. You could be on that chain and you dig uh, just no no master to actually save you for from choking yourself to death. You know, and I mean you know and you cry in the good times because this is where everything always go wrong at without you even knowing why. You know what I'm saying? You got all this money and all that type of stuff, but yet you got people sending you threat letters and all this other stuff for no reason. Don't even know why. You sitting out here trying to trying to say, hey, God is good. 
And you're trying to sit out here and say, hey, you know, follow the commandments of God because this will teach you not to drink so much and fill your body with all of those chemicals each and every day, okay, and be having health issues or smoking each and every day about a minute because greed is one of our biggest deals, gluttony. Then gluttony is all about food. No, it's all about whatever you want too much. Greed is whenever you are sad, you are straight with you. You are you are taken care of, but you want more. You know? But then, you know, greed and gluttony goes hand in hand. You know? Being not satisfied and having too much, you either have too much or you. You didn't have too much. One of the two. We was preaching about this before. You know what I'm saying? You, you either want too much or you have too much. There it is. When it comes to greed and gloat. You know? So, I mean... There, there is a deal where you're going to be caught up with this life of thorns no matter how pretty you may think it is and this is what you have to expect this is, have, this is what you have to prepare for you know what I'm saying because the hope the hope of it all is that this man said he was coming back for you he never, he, he never left you you always will leave him this is all of us. We will always leave God before God will leave us. And swear up and down, God left us the minute we get in trouble. But was it not you that left to go on whatever little frenzy you went on for weeks and weeks and weeks or months and months and months or years and years and years? Just constantly on that six by seven. This is all you know. Is this little square patch of grass. And you just constantly stand right there. You know what I'm saying? You're putting yourself on a chain. You know? You're trying to jump the fence. You, you only got clamped up. You know, you're choking. And, I mean, the doctors can't do nothing because you didn't took so many years on this. You know? It's only it's only when it's only when you, you know what I'm saying, allow yourself to be saved. Alright? When you allow yourself to be saved, you know what I'm saying, by accepting Jesus in your life. You know what I'm saying? It's where you won't get caught up on the collar. By the collar on the fence. Trying to jump out of this hell you in. You try to jump in that fence. And the devil won't let you escape him, man. Alright? If that was the case, Jesus wouldn't have had to come and save us from hell. You know, once we get... Once the devil chokers are... You know, out of college. Sorry, y'all.
I had some uh some sweet ants trying to get to my cinnamon rolls. No sweet ants, those are my cinnamon rolls, okay? So I had to like knock them off. Nature, man, nature is so beautiful. My dog is crazy. Anyways, you know, we gotta we gotta stick with him. For he promised that he would be there once it's all said and done. If anybody ever broke a promise to you, why blame Jesus for it? Why why say that he is a lie? You think he went through all that for just to be a liar to you? Is that not the devil that does that type of stuff? How could you compare it? I just don't understand it. You've been, you've been, you, you being, you going through all this hell in this world by the people and the things in this world that, that's involved in your life. Jesus, if Jesus is involved in your life, if he is, okay, you will have a, a sound mind when it comes to him compared to them. Because ain't nothing that that he did, that he done, you know what I'm saying, cause for them to do what they're doing to you. So, I mean, why bite at his hand when he's reaching out for you? Why? He is not the one that, that created anything in this world, you know what I'm saying, to give to you to choke yourself with. Not him. It's only man with wicked devices that took the things of this world and, and formed them, okay, into weapons. And they're prospering on you. Whether it's alcohol, addiction, cars, whatever, whatever your greed and your glory wants too much or have too much of. It's okay to have all the things you want in this life, but I mean, come on, right? Is it actually enough for you? Are you actually satisfied with it? Do they do they bond you on a six by seven? Whenever you try to leave, it does it choke you up on the fence? How can you release yourself from this chain without getting choked up? How can you actually jump the fence? You know? You got people that straddles the fence, and that's how they get choked up. You want to leave this, then you don't. Now you choked up. You're choking up on this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, right? You're holding on to something that's not going to release you off of this chain. You're holding on to it, though. You know, in a bad way. Like I said, it's, it's not wrong or not. It's not wrong to have anything. To have things, go ahead. Just don't let it choke you up to where, hey, you did, Jesus is not the one that you should be mad at through the whole mix of it. Because you, you, you still have to jump this fence in debt. One way or another, you still got to jump that fence spiritually. You're going to have a physical debt. And just, just, just biting at the hand of Jesus. 
in a way that, hey, you're vicious with it also, you know? It's where Jesus is going to walk up and find you choked to death when he comes to see you. He's like, you refuse me, man. You refuse me. It's not the fact that you did, you took a trip like Peter did when somebody wanted to kill him, saying, Hey, don't you know Jesus? You believe in Jesus? And Peter said, No, man, I don't believe it. I don't know that, man. You know? It's a difference. Okay? To deny Jesus is to tell people he's not real and not to worship him, not to accept him in your life. That was the whole demonstration of Peter doing what he doing. It's not the fact that Jesus said, you know what I'm saying, uh, you will deny me three times and for that, you will go to hell for it also. No, nah, he just said, hey man, when the time comes, you know, because Peter was like, bro, I'll die for you. You know what I'm saying? I'll go to jail with you. And one thing I can say about Peter is he lived up to that matter. He did. He actually lived up to that matter, bro, because, hey, did he was he not the one that sliced the ear off of the soldier about to give his life for Jesus? But, I mean, the twist about it is, is that Jesus told him to stop. Because, see, you didn't come to die for me. I came to die for you. Okay? So, Jesus ain't looking for nobody to die for him. He looking for people to give his life, the, the, you know, to him. He needs your life in order to replenish the world, pollinate the world with righteousness. He can't use you if some fool that don't believe him, don't want to believe in him, but claim that they believe in him with a gun in your head, threatening to kill you if you say you believe in him. He can't use you without a head. That was the demonstration of that. But we're going to get into that more later. Because, I mean, the demonstrations is all, is, what it, is, is all what it is when it comes to someone reaching out to actually help you. All of the demonstrations this man showed didn't show any of the things that they do to you through his word. When his son said, "Beware of those that's gonna come in my name," and don't, don't tell, don't say I didn't tell y'all this. Don't say I didn't warn y'all, bro. These people are gonna deceive you, bro. Claiming to be Christ. So I mean, you know, if I if I ask you to do something, if I ask you to join something, but I'm, but here I is, here it is. I'm giving you the do's and don'ts and the heads up about things and you don't listen and you get caught up by, by it. Who fault is that, bro? Because, I mean, it's only a choice. You know what I'm saying? It's never a force. You either going to, you either, you know, you know, come correct or don't come at all. If you're going to, if you're going to do this, you better come correct because it would be better if you didn't come at all if you come thinking that you're going to try to get over on God and everything and have everybody in your congregation as well as your family members and friends cursed.
You straddling in the fence. You're choking yourself. And Jesus is going to have to sit there and watch you. Just choke to death. Because he's reaching out of he's reaching out his hand, bro, for you to try to, 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 to just free you. Set you free into a new life. Because this is what you want. You that's why you jumped the fence, didn't it? Wasn't it? Didn't you say you're getting baptized to do the work of the Lord? And why are you still doing the work of the devil? Why are you straddling the fence? That's a big mystery to a lot of people. I don't know. The devil made me do it. You're the devil, dude. You're the devil. If the devil made you do it, that means he's in you. What you're thinking. You want to do right, but you don't think you can do it. That's the thorns of it. So pretty, huh? But yet it still has its thorns. So I mean, if 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 if, if the earth was cursed with thistles and thorns, is not the rose a curse? It's to show you how beautiful the world is, but now it's cursed. You're gonna you're gonna uh definitely be scarred by it. You know? So I mean, hey. If you if you def, if you have one life to live, and you're you're constant you're constantly going to the things that's causing it to to just be out of whack and everything. All right, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and 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 actually think about this. Okay, where where is it that's where is it? That I am constantly getting caught up at when it comes to, you know, my health, my finances, my spiritual, my relationships, all that. What am I constantly doing? You know, we was doing that, uh, what was it? Inventory. We had a group session called Inventory. Take inventory in your life. You may think having money and all that is what's going to fix everything. Nah, dude. You take inventory. What's 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 working? What's making this work? What makes what's making this relationship work? Okay, now what's not making it work? Okay, and this is how you will understand your flesh from your spirit. You will understand the right and the wrongs. Now, if both of y'all like wrong. Expect for all type of bad things to happen. If you think y'all get along because we both like this, we both. Get down with this. We, this is my soulmate, okay? Then you both will be suffering when it comes to your actually, you know, your spirit. You're going to be choking on that collar. The commandments is where it's at. Hopefully, you can allow it to free you. 